Bang! Hello and welcome to the Day Day Podcast where I talk all things wrestling and other things if I want to. Today, uh, we're going to talk about AEW Full Gear, which I should have talked about like a, a month ago. I mean, I, I guess I got to address uh, what has happened for me for the past two months. Why I haven't been doing anything. I haven't updated uh the Twitter page that much. I haven't updated anything. Um, I was actually really, really nervous uh, coming in, like you know, like starting this pod, uh, you know, this pod episode because I have to address what I have done in the past two months. It's pretty much, uh, it's pretty much less than two months, but you know, over a month that I haven't posted. I haven't posted since October, and I only did one update video. I one update. Uh, on Twitter, uh, you know, not vigil but post, but uh, on, I should have, I would have returned much earlier if I wasn't busy with school. Like, uh, for that whole month uh, from around late October to like late November, I, like, I was very pressured. I, I guess, like, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself in uh, doing this pod. Uh, and I kind of got, I don't want to say burnout, but, you know, like, somewhat of a burnout, but it's not kind of burnout. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, like, I kind of, uh, lost motivation, lost motivation, uh, and especially I, uh, I reg, I regularly check the views, uh, in, from, what, like, August to, like, October, and then you know, seeing like there's only like a couple people, wa- couple people uh, listening to this pod. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of gave me uh, less motivation to uh, do this. But I I know uh, we're only starting. We're only audio podcast at the moment. We're eventually gonna be uh, uh, eventually hoping to be a video podcast. But you know, I don't have the space. Right now, I'm living in an apartment with my whole family. So, like, uh, eventually we'll be uh, putting on video, but I'm not too sure when. Eventually, uh, probably, it's probably going to be a long way. It's probably going to be like two or three years <laughs> before we uh, go that far. But uh, I am planning uh, next year uh, to upload this on YouTube. Part, uh, so I can, you know, like, uh, speak in dialect, like, you know, like, you know, para, man, para naman makatagalog ako ng kahit papano, di ba? And then, you know, eventually, uh, I'll put it in sub, and then, you know, it's, all, you know, it's still gonna be audio only, it's not gonna be full video, but uh, I am planning to putting this on YouTube eventually, uh, and I'm hoping to start it next year. But, you know, right now, uh, I, I did say, like, you know, uh, in the intro that you know i was only gonna do wrestling at this point uh mostly because like i don't keep track anymore a lot of uh, the basketball i promised that you know i was gonna cover the whole regular season but i realized like i couldn't do that like i don't have the time to watch every single game uh in the nba regular season especially now Especially now, this month, this month has been rough for the NBA. Uh, 
there has been a lot of star players entering COVID protocols, and it's really hard, really rough to watch the NBA, especially if you're not invest that invested that much. But I am still gonna cover uh, days that are you know very important in the in the NBA. I'm still gonna cover the NBA playoffs. You know, still gonna do how we get their episodes with the playoffs. But I'm more like uh, quite into uh, covering uh, special days for the NBA as it, uh, in terms of regular season, which is like Christmas game, Christmas. Christmas Day games, yeah. Christmas Day games, uh, the opening day of the season, uh, power rankings, which I mean I didn't finish. Uh, I will uh, post on Twitter the Eastern Conference power rankings I had uh, in the preseason. Uh, I will post it on Twitter uh, around uh, around this week, the week I am uh, intended to post this episode, along with. Uh, the other episodes that I'm intending to post that week, uh, I am uh, posting it on Twitter, the Eastern Conference Power Rankings. So yeah, uh, Christmas Day games, All-Star game, Opening Day game, uh, possibly Mar- uh, MLK games because uh, MLK Day usually have like some banger of matches uh, in terms of the NBA regular season. Uh, and then uh, after that, I'm still... I'm just gonna cover NBA playoffs and NBA off season as much as possible. But other than that, like the regular season, I'm not gonna cover that much. So yeah, I will be doing Christmas Day game episode. It's pro- probably gonna be the episode after this. But right now, I gotta focus on uh, wrestling at the moment, and you know, like uh, wrestling content fully as a whole uh that is purpose of purpose of this podcast now is pure wrestling but you know i'm still gonna do basketball uh content i'm still gonna do uh off-topic content like you know valorant champions i am uh i do want to do an episode on valorant champions eventually i want to do episodes that i want to do uh i don't want to do episodes that i don't want to do and it's really hard for me to do that, especially now. I'm still starting. So uh, I just want to do episodes that I want to do. And then, you know, eventually uh, eventually I will be worrying about views and everything. But, you know, it's not. I don't want it to be the matter of focus. I just want the, ma- I w- I just want the matter of focus to be uh, the content that I want to do. Because if, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, I am content creator. You know, because like uh, this podcast is kind of content creating already. So yeah. Uh, oh my God, it's been seven and a half minutes. Uh, anyways, uh, let's go on to the meat of the show. Hopefully, I kind of explained what I've been doing for the past two months. Uh, I haven't done a lot in much progress of the podcast, but you know, like. Uh, it's just life. Life is hard. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, but you know, like, yeah, it's kind of. I had to focus on uh, my life for the past two months, and I will. Uh, I am, and I do want to do this uh, every year 
in which like you know I, I mean not two months but like a month like you know the whole uh late november to like uh mid-december i won't do episodes and then you know just do one week of just full full-on episodes i don't want to do that um every year because you know usually the busiest day of the year the busiest days of the year are usually uh the mid the late november to mid december especially as a student and yeah uh, so let's get on with AEW full gear oh my god it's been a month since uh this happened uh they've already pulled another five star match in AEW winter is coming i have i have watched that match and i will be talking about that later along with uh the main event but first off uh i did not watch the buy-in of this episode uh i i didn't watch buy-in i felt like it's it's kind of filler uh, i i don't even remember what the buy-in match was <laughs> is it bad for me that i don't remember what the buy-in match was but you know I guess uh you know I'll I'll check it out later but anyways uh first match we have the show opener which is Darby Allen versus MJF and I did not expect this to be a very very technical match to begin with especially with uh you know two people that are basically like you know uh they're not considered veterans of wrestling at the moment uh they've only been wrestling for like what 4 years uh, both of them, and like uh, out of uh, out of this card, it's probably the second least uh, in terms of experience. But for them to uh, showcase a very technical match, it, at, especially at the beginning of the show, uh, it really it really makes me look forward to you know the future of wrestling, and this is the future of wrestling. Uh, if they aren't stars right now, they'll be. I don't know what they're do. I don't know what you're watching, because you know these two are stars and they're very young at the moment, and that is insane to me that they can pull off a match like this. So, anyways, uh, the introduction of MGF, uh, <laughs> is you know like he goes to uh Josh Roberts. Uh, you know, like introduced him as the man that beat Darby Allen with the headlock takeover. <laughs> it's so troll. It's so troll, and I love that. I love that so much about MJF. Uh, he's he has been on fire. Uh, I don't see him ever being a babyface. Like you know, like there's uh people that you know. Uh, you don't see ever being a babyface. Uh, if they be a, if they do a babyface run, babyface run, I don't think they will do that well. And MJF is one of those people, uh, because he's a natural asshole. <laughs> yeah, let's just, you know, let's just say that MJF is a natural asshole. Uh, Darby with another special entrance. Uh, he did one at All Out. He did one at. Uh, double or nothing. I mean, uh, he did. Uh, no, no, he didn't do one at double or nothing. Uh, he did one at Revolution, uh, but that Re- AW Revolution uh, match was a cinematic match. Uh, the one on the, the freaking factory, 
thing, a warehouse. <laughs> I don't know if it's a, a factory warehouse, but you know, like, you know, just an abandoned house in the middle of the woods. Let's just say that. And they call it a street fight. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, he has another special entrance. Uh, he was driving the car along with the MJF dummy. And then he crashed the car with him in it, because why not? And, you know, like, he came out freaking injured. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why he does that. Uh, it's very, very uh, on par with this character. But, you know, sometimes sometimes I feel like it is a little bit too extra. And, you know, like, uh, him... Almost injuring himself by crashing a car, it, <laughs> you know, to an MJF dummy, no less. I, I would understand if MJF was in the car because I would do that as well. Uh, but you know, <laughs> you know, just a dummy is kind of it's kind extra. But anyways, uh, we start with a very very choreographed sequence. Uh, I, it's been a month since I've watched Full Gear, so like, yeah, it's. I can't remember what the choreographed sequence was, but like, uh, they were uh, doing some very technical wrestling at the start. Uh, you know, uh, fake pinfalls here and there, and then the double kick, double the double kip up to uh, produce the stalemate. But yeah, uh, next one is a pile driver tease to a stunner from the second rope from MJF. Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I you know if. He if he does that, you know, like pile driver on the second row, people uh, Darby would have died, and <laughs> Darby would have definitely died. But you know, like Darby is a risk taker. Um, you know, he likes doing those spots, of course. Um, and you know, he even though it was only a pile pile driver's pile driver tease, and you know, Darby countered it to stunner MJF. Uh, continued to have full control of the match with his usual heel tactics uh, shown on the throughout the match. Not only you know this flurry of uh, MJF having control, but you know throughout the match MJF was using heel tactics. Uh, Darby tries to go for the code red, but. Uh, no, no, MJF tries to go for the power bomb, but uh, Darby Allen goes for the code red for a two count. And then MJF pile drivers Darby on apron. <laughs> good, good look. I remember that spot. It's like, oh god. Yeah, that is that is nasty. <laughs> this is nasty. This is nasty. Uh Cradle Circle, uh Cradle Circle happens in the ring, you know, like uh them going for the inside cradle and you know just rolling around the ring and then it finishes to a cold red for 2.9999 that is very very close count very very close count uh there was you know darby allen does a coffin draft to the outside of course he does uh at the time of this match spears and uh, sean spears sean spears and wardlow come out but sting uh thwarts them off you know they, they didn't even get to the ring if I can remember, yeah, Sean Spears and Warlord didn't even get to the ring. They just, uh, they just showed up in the entrance, and then Sting just runs. I, I think he's, uh, it's pr he's probably at the back, like you know, just waiting for them to come out, and they just pow, like you know, like what Darby usually does. But you know, Sting tarts him off, 
and you know like while the referee is distracted uh, MJF gets Darby's skateboard but you know uh, Darby is able to reclaim the skateboard and you know like they uh, the ref finally comes back to his senses and then saw, sees Darby with the skateboard and then like you know like I think the crowd I for if I believe the crowd was wanting uh <laughs> wanting I, I I believe they want Darby to hit MJF with the skateboard so they hate MJF so so bad they want Darby to get disqualified with the skateboard <laughs> yeah yeah from what I remember yeah yeah the crowd is trying to think uh you know uh do it but you know like MJF is ask, asking Darby to hit him but he gives the board he gives the skateboard back to the referee of course he's a babyface you know yeah, babyface don't usually do that stuff but you know while the referee is uh returning the skateboard to out to the outside MJF hits Darby with the diamond ring and then does a headlock takeover for the jury <laughs> absolute masterclass absolute insane match mjf is a dick and he knows it uh he's absolutely great he's so great like uh, i don't uh i don't think there's a better heel in this business right now than mjf um you know roman reigns uh we'll talk about him on the survivor series uh episode but uh Roman Reigns is kind of uh, teetered down a little bit uh, with, you know, like, the, like what I want with him. You know, what I want his run to be. He's kind of uh, gotten off track a bit with this Brock Lesnar feud. I mean, everything that has been, everything that has been, that Roman has been doing in this title feud has been uh, predictable. Other than, you know, like the Paul Heyman stuff. Uh, Paul Heyman stuff was great, but you know, like it hasn't healed it up, healed it up to an extreme. Like you know, like uh, when he was feuding with Daniel Bryan, when he was feuding with Cesaro, uh, you know, like that first half of the year, Roman Reigns was great, but the second half is kind of meh. But you know, right now MJF uh is pulling on all cylinders. Uh, he's feuding right now with CM Punk. And I love that uh, their segment uh, was really, really, really good. Uh, you know, probably one of the best promo segments of this year. And, you know, this year has had a lot of really, really good promo segments. Uh, Reigns and Cena. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Punk and Ki Kingston one was really good as well. Yeah, the Punk and Kingston one is good as well. Britt Baker and Ruby Soho, War of Words, is really good. Uh, the, un the unscripted uh, Charlotte vs. Becky, I love that. <laughs> Even though it was very, very trashy, like, you know, very, very uh, unscripted, uh, very, very... Uh, <laughs> it was very, very... Ugh. It was very, very nasty, but uh, I loved it. Uh, but, you know, like, I think uh, MJF and CM Punk's promo segment is the best of the year. Uh, and, you know, like, he really showed, like, you know, his, uh, uh, his assholeness, if that's a word, with this match, you know, like, he, he did say that he was gonna, 
is gonna beat Darby Allen with the headlock takeover, and he did. It's just absolutely, absolutely great, and uh, the right person won. I think I really think MJF. Uh, he will challenge Hangman Page eventually for that title, and I think he's gonna win. <laughs> I really think he's gonna win. Uh, you know, if he challenged uh, Hangman for the title, and you know, he he has been uh, out of the title picture for a while now. Uh, his last uh, title shot was no, uh, no, no, other than the AW Revolution one, but that was for an angle. Uh, you know, his last actual title shot was uh, All Out 2020 with uh, John Moxley. And uh, that was really good. And he hasn't been on the title picture since. But even in the TNT title picture, he hasn't been in. But I am fine with that. Like, you know, like, he has... Um, I think he's doing the best work of his career. And he's only going to get better. Uh, you know, that's the scary part. He's only going to get better. He's the best heel in the business right now. And he's only going to get better. He's ridiculous. Uh, and also this match uh, gives an insight on how wrestling matches will be in the future uh, you know like it's not going to be uh, chops and kicks all the time but it's more going to be uh, choreographed art if it isn't already uh, not on the style of you know Will Ospreay vs Ricochet because that was absurd uh, you know absurd in a good way uh, not in a bad way uh, you know not that kind of choreograph art but you know like very very technical very very uh you know not fake but you know very very pleasing to the eyes i guess uh but yeah uh next match we're gonna have is uh lucha bros versus fdr for the aew tag team championship uh i believe this was the first one out of who the hell knows how many at the moment? Like you know, like no, 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 no. It, this wasn't the first. Uh, okay, this wasn't the first one. They challenged for the triple A, triple A belts. Uh, uh, two weeks prior, you know, like something like that. But you know, I've seen this man. Like, I feel like I got super oversaturated with, you know, this match. You know, just Lucha Bros versus FDR. And, you know, it's always going to be good because, you know, Lucha Bros and FDR are really, really good tag teams. But, like, you know, uh, after seeing that this full gear match, I was kind of like, uh, you know, it's not going to be over. But, like, holy hell, like, uh, they're going to do this match again and again and again and again. Like, you know, like the WWE style of just pure on rematches, like, I didn't want to see that that much but they're feuding for the AEW tag team belt and the triple a belt and it's it's kind of it's kind of like you know it's kind of oversaturating but anyways uh we start the match with lucha bros doing their stuff you know the flippy flippy flips the hurricanes and the dives and everything until fdr catches phoenix with a dive and then throwing him on to Penta El 
I I I had a brain fart. What the fudge? Like you know, upon uh, Penta El Cerro Miedo. There you go. Like I was about to call him Pentagon Junior. <laughs> like uh, I I know like it's with El Rey Network. But just please buy the rights. <laughs> it's so hard to remember Penta El Cerro Miedo. Like you know, it. I believe you know. Uh, Penta El Cerro is fine, you know, but. He uh, added a miedo at the end, and then you know, like just just buy the rights for Pentagon Junior. Uh, you know, even Pen even Pentagon Dark was great, uh, but you know, Pentagon Dark is kind of his like a uh, heel persona uh, to an extent. Uh, you know, the more hardcore of all the Pentas. <laughs> what the hell we're saying? But anyways, like yeah, uh, after 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 our gains control they do their old school hero tactics like you know if you haven't watched an fdr match uh you know they they do 90s wrestling really 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 well uh you know uh if you haven't watched like an fdr match uh, i recommend the two out of three falls with diy at takeover toronto and a uh, young you know the one versus the Young Bucks at Full Gear 2020 is really, really, really good. But yeah, um, uh, they try to uh, get the pen with a hit to the AAA belt, and then a brain buster for a 2.999. That's the way they won the AAA belts. But you know, it's not gonna be for the AW tag team belts. You know, like uh it's kinda like <laughs> you know, AEW tag team championship uh is greater than the triple A tag team championship. <laughs> Something like that. But you know, anyways. Uh FDR does the three amigos. Uh, you know, like uh you know the Eddie Guerrero move. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of Eddie Guerrero references on the show. And, you know, like, yeah, I love the Eddie Guerrero references on this show, but, you know, sometimes a little bit too much. Like, uh, you know, uh, anyways, Penta, count Pen Penta counters the three, amig three amigos for his own three amigos. And then Phoenix hit, hit the frog splash for a 2.9999. Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ, you know, like, <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, like, uh, the rest of the show, like, you know, I believe Jericho also does a frog splash for, like, you know, for, to a pin, it's like, you know, like, I, I can see, like, backstage, you're like, what the fuck, dude, like, what the fuck, we had the same idea, what the fuck, <laughs> like, like <laughs> Vince, you know, if it was Vince McMahon, it's like, you know, like, it would be, that would not, that would not be allowed. <laughs> like, having the same finish, like, you know, like, having the same finish, but, you know, one gets the 2.999, and then the other, the other one gets a tree. It's like, oh, God, like, you know, Vince is not gonna let that slide. But they let that slide here, and it shows, like, you know, they're not. Uh, all of them are, you know, planning different matches, you know, their own matches, which is good. But, yeah, lots of 2.999 spots. I can't remember at the back of my head all of those, but anyways... At one point, Phoenix pins Wheeler, but he's not the legal person, and then Dax kicks out before Tree, and then Wheeler puts on a mask, and, you know, tries to cheat Pen Penta, you know, trying to, uh, trying to cheat 
you know, in him being the legal man, but he's not the legal man. But it doesn't work. Referee sees, you know, the foot on the ropes, and Lucha Bros hit the assisted face buster to retain the belts. Uh, and, you know, uh, with this, you know, with this finish, like, you know, it was... It's going to do a rematch down the line, but I, I was kind of fed up, <laughs> you know, like, with this feud. Like, uh, I... I had to watch it over and over and over again. Uh, and yeah, like I really didn't get vested with this feud at all. But you know, the match was still pretty solid. So the next match we're going to talk about is Brian Danielson taking on Miro for the AEW World Championship Eliminator Finals. And you know, we've seen this match on WWE, but you know, not to this extent where. Brian Danielson is, you know, still Daniel Bryan. And Miro is, you know, like the God's favorite champion. Uh, the God's forsaken champion, sorry. Not, you know, he's not the favorite anymore. He got, you know, he says God turned his back on. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like uh, when I talk of, when I talk about what Miro does, it doesn't look cool. It doesn't sound awesome, but you know, when Miro does it, he makes it sound so awesome. And that's why, you know, he's such an underrated performer, and he's also an underrated powerhouse as well. You know, there was a lot of times in this match where, you know, Miro is just manhandling Brian Danielson, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, um, I guess I got, you know, again, like Brian Danielson, uh, I'm glad that he's back with. Um, uh, American Dragon, American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Uh, I am glad that you know he, uh, he he brought that back because uh, I was not uh, into wrestling at the moment uh, when he turned into Brian Danielson. Of course, uh, you know uh, that was in the Indies. Uh, uh, that was like around two thousand eight, and you know I started watching wrestling. Uh, 2012, I believe. Uh, n no, 2011. That was the time when uh, Punk uh, hit the pipe bomb. That's that's when I started watching wrestling. Um, so yeah, I haven't seen Brian Danielson uh, other than a few videos here and there. But you know, like ha he's a fucking machine. He's an absolute machine. He's going to actually get. You know, kick your freaking head in. And, you know, we saw that a lot in this match. Uh, Miro also did the yes chance in this match. I mean, you know, we're not allowed to address it with, you know, as the yes chance. Because, you know, like, uh, Brian personally said that, you know, that's a WWE thing. And, you know, he, uh, with all due respect, with all due respect. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't do the Steve Austin thing, but you know, like, uh, you know, the My Way promo. Uh, but anyways, uh, Brian Danielson said that you know, like, that's gonna be a WWE thing, and you know, it's he's not gonna bring it to AEW as for respect with you know the, with the company that he was previously in. Uh, so he's not doing the yes chance, but you know, the rest of AEW is. You know, very free, <laughs> very free to do the yes chance to, you know, against Brian Danielson, which is great, which is great. Um, anyways, he gets, you know, he gets immediately kicked his 
out of his mind by Brian Danielson, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, he Brian Danielson put a knee bar onto Miro, but Miro powers true and it's a goddamn German. You know, like uh, Brian Danielson uh, uh, taking Germans is not exactly pretty. Uh, you know, especially with you know the concussions that he has had. You know, he had to retire at one point because of those concussions. Uh, you know, like yeah, Brian Danielson taking Germans is not pretty. Uh, Brian fights out of the game over. I love that it's still game over. Uh, you know, the camel. Cr- the camel clutch that uh, Miro does, and you know he t- he tweaks it a lot. You know he tweaks it a lot, in- to which you know sometimes he's lying down at that point. You know with the game over, but you know like Miro is uh, in his back at this point. Uh, Brian's back at this point. Uh, you know tr- Brian tries to fight out, but Miro kicks him, and then tries to put the game over again. But Brian reverses reverses it to uh, label lock, and and Mir tries to fight out of it. But you know, he, Brian readjusts to a triangle, and uh, I know that you know Brian is a submission specialist, true and true. Uh, you know, I know he get he has said at one point on WWE backstage that you know he gets jealous of uh, you know Zack Saber Jr. You know, the man of a thousand holds, uh, at this point, uh, I believe he's called the man of a thousand holds, but, you know, like, I know that the, that's a Dean Malenko thing, but, you know, like, he's kind of the new person, he's kind of like Dean Malenko, modern Dean Malenko, at this point, Zack Sabre Jr., you know, like, I know Brian gets jealous of Zack Sabre Jr., and, you know, like, finally gets, you know, that submission specialist thing to work, because, in WWE, he hasn't flourished it that he hasn't polished it that much because you know he's kind of an underdog person in WWE. Even on his heel run, when I expected it to be like you know like a lot of uh, submissions, uh, it turned out to be a lot more brutal kicks. Uh, brutal kicks. Uh, he, uh, I believe, he watched a couple of Jerry Lawler videos back in the day, you know, to uh, diverse his style, you know, without the concussion stuff. Uh, but, you know, in AEW, he's very free. Uh, you know, he's still sticking to that submission style, but, you know, like, uh, he he dives here and there. You know, he still does the, you know, the dives here and there. But anyways, um, Miro is inviting Brian to kick him in the side. You know, like, you know, the usual yes kicks that you we see from Brian Danielson. But, you know, like, uh, you can see it in his face <laughs> that, yeah, he's regretting that decision. <laughs> like, you can see it in his face, like, ah, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Miro is actually regretting it in real time. But, you know, like... You know, he's a professional, he's fine at it, you know, I, I think, you know, I, it shows how brutal Brian's kicks is, but, you know, Miro, he's he's used to it at this point, so yeah. Uh, Brian clocked Miro uh, at, well, they were at the top turnbuckle, actually, he clocked 
I believe uh, I can't remember what they clocked to the lid. I believe it was a kick to the head. And then uh you know Brian does a nasty DDT to Miro. Tornado DDT to Miro from the second rope. But you know, he tries to put him in submission, but you know Miro Miro was out cold with that kick. Like Miro was out cold. He he didn't even sell the tornado DDT well. You know, Miro was out cold with, you know, that kick. And, you know, that's how Brian Danielson wins. He actually kicked the freaking head off from Miro. You know, and Miro, Miro got kicked his head in. Uh, honestly, easy, easily the best match that, you know, they've had together. I know they have a, they had a couple in WWE. But, you know, it didn't really got to, like, you know this like extent you know where you know um they actually you know no limits just pure on wrestling and you know they produce their best best match together um honestly like you know but it you know and the biggest the big part of things it's fine um it is fine mostly because like Brian Danielson has had really good matches with pretty much anybody at this point in the year. You know, he has had really, really good matches uh, in AEW and in, and in WWE when he was there in the first half of the year. Like, he has had probably one of the best years of his career. It, and, you know, like, I love it because, you know, like, I... I, I grew... I am a Brian. I am a Daniel Bryan fan. Like you know, like I admit it. Like uh, when, uh, when me and my friend, you know, went to the WWE live in Manila, uh, I saw, you know, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston live, and I was rooting for Kofi Kingston, and he was rooting for Daniel Bryan. Uh, you know, like, you know, mostly because Kofi is my guy. You know, Kofi is my. You know, wh- whoever is. He against I'm I'm rooting against that person because it, Kofi Kingston, he deserves everything that you know like every good shit in the world, uh you know he deserves it and you know <laughs> yeah and also Brian Daniel uh, Brian Danielson was a heel at that point you know he kind of turned babyface after that but you know like yeah yeah that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that match was pretty good as well. So, anyways, um, yeah, Down Brian having his best year of his career at you know like who knows who the uh, like you know who I believe he's been wrestling since two thousand five. So yeah, like holy hell, you know like you know sixteenth year in your career and you know you have your best year. Oh yeah, okay. Next match we're gonna take on is the Super Clit. I I will always say that this is the Super Clit. <laughs> you know, I know it's the Super Click, but you know, I Super Clit, uh, <laughs> which is Adam Cole and the Young Bucks taking on Jurassic Express and Christian Cage, full sound and false count anywhere match. But you know, like Jungle Boy. <laughs> wrestling in chains in this match you know he's not wrestling in the freaking trunks uh in the freaking uh 
you know, uh, wrestling wrestling gear. He's not wrestling. He's not on wrestling gear. He was wearing damn ripped jeans, man. Like you know, that's a, that's when you know when Jungle Boy is like, like very very serious. <laughs> you know, that's when you know when Jungle Boy is that serious. He actually ripped. You know, went on with the freaking jeans. Then, anyways, um, uh, lots of action in ring. For this match, surprisingly, uh, eventually we'll get to the outside. But you know, uh, they finished the match in the outside. But uh, lots of action in ring uh, at the start of the match, and you know, yeah, uh, Jungle Boy hits Adam Cole with a German, and then the trash can went flying, and they kept using this tr- wrecked trash can. By the way, like they should have uh, used more. <laughs> They should have used more trash cans other than this one freaking trash can which is freaking wrecked in this match. Like <laughs> like it was absolutely crumpled. Like even in the middle of this match and they were still using it, which is actually insane. Like, you know, they could have gone in another trash can and used that. But anyways. Uh Christian orders Jungle Boy to deliver a concerto. Like, this is very early in the match. Like, you know, Christian wants this match to end immediately. But, you know, he gets stopped by the Young Bucks. Uh, apparently, this is where Adam Cole started bleeding after uh, a super kick to uh, sides. I call it the side skull crushing finale in my notes, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, a side skull crushing finale to chair. Uh, you know, obviously it is freaking blading, but you know I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind, especially uh, you know there are bloodier matches in AEW than this, so I don't mind some blading, like as long as it's not you know very very uh, disgusting blading, like you know like whole whole face covered in blood blading. Like I don't want that to happen. Uh, her Corona and elbow drop to tables on the outside for Jungle uh, for Jungle Boy and uh, Nick Jackson. But meanwhile, Christian crossbodies the elite off the fan entrance. You know, uh, when uh, you enter an arena, that's where you enter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to explain that, man. Like, you know, it's a freaking fan entrance. Anyways, um, you know, he cross-bodies the elite off the fan entrance, which is actually pretty cool. He's, what, like, over 40 years old and still doing cross-bodies? It's actually insane. You know, very, very high off. Very, very high cross-body as well. So, like, yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, in the ring, Will Barrow suplex the Jungle Boy, and then Cole... Uh, brings out the thumbtacks, and then you know they put it on Jungle Boy's mouth and double super kick him because why not? Uh, it was a disgusting spot, <laughs> you know. Like putting thumbtacks in your in your mouth. I wonder, like, I wonder which wrestler pioneered that. Like you know, like thumbtacks to the mouth because like that is freaking disgusting. That is, I don't want to put thumbtacks in my mouth, please. 
um, I I am a human, like you know, like I understand thumbtacks is spiky, and you know, like it can puncture your mouth. So like, uh, sorry, I had to I had to cut that. Um, <laughs> someone entered the room. <laughs> yeah, I had to cut a little bit of that, so it's fine. Uh, I can't remember what the hell is uh talking about. Anyways, like you know, I don't like thumbtacks to my mouth so yeah i'm i i don't want to see that spot again <laughs> but i eventually will see it so yeah uh luchasaurus spectacle like you know comes in like you know uh uh suicide dive off uh, you know off the road off the rope i you know luchasaurus you know like he goes ham to the elite and but you know uh he gets stopped by the wrecked trash can you know he got taught i believe he he the wrecked trash and the direct trash can was uh thrown on his head and you know that stopped his momentum uh and then luchasaurus kicks out at one and then you know matt jackson's like nope <laughs> you know everybody follows him on the ramp you know luchasaurus is not kicking out that one ever again so anyways um you know they fight on the ramp i fight on the ramp adam cole brings out the thumbtack knee pads and you know uh they wear it and then they do the bte trigger on luchasaurus and you know i thought that was the end of the match but jungle boy saved the match uh, so yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, Bob, BTE trigger, thumbtack knee pads. Ow, <laughs> that is, ow, <laughs> like just ow. Um, Luchasaurus choke slams Adam Cole off the stage, and you know, if that wasn't enough, it he hits a standing shooting star press off the stage. That is yeah, incredible. Like Luchasaurus, uh, actually incredible. Like standing shooting stars press off the stage. He was a jobber in NXT. <laughs> like he was, he was in NXT. Like you know the very very early days. But you know they he, he got fired immediately. But good lord, man! Holy shit! Okay, anyways, um, you know, after Luchasaurus, uh, you know, kills everybody, uh, <laughs> Christian sets up the concerto, but Jungle Boy turns into a jungle man. <laughs> he turns into a jungle man and then says, let me do it, and then hits the concerto for the one, two, three. Oh my god, this match was fun. This match was fun. Like, there's a lot of matches in this show, which is stupid fun. Um, anyways, uh, Big Dog Dave Meltzer gave this a five-star match. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know about it being a five-star match, actually. Maybe for, you know, there's a lot of times Dave Meltzer gives a 4.75 when it deserves to be a five. And then sometimes he gives five stars to matches that I think is a 4.75, 4.5 even. 
So, like, I don't think it should be a 5, but, you know, it's definitely higher than 4.5. So, yeah, 4.5, 4.75, I think that's what, you know, Dave Meltzer should have given this match. But, you know, like, it's a 5-star, I guess, yeah. I mean, WWE gets, I, no, not WWE, NXT gets one 5-star a year. And, you know, AEW has, like, what? Like, a couple this year. Uh, and JPW didn't even have, like, very many five stars like they used to this year. Mostly because NJPW's roster is on, like, you know, is on a hospital. <laughs> like, you know, like, every time, like, you know, they were trying to get momentum this year, NJPW has a major injury. And that sucks for a promotion. Uh, I am glad that you know AEW or nor WWE didn't have like that major of you know uh, situation, especially on NJPW's side. Like you know, like that was very very serious. But I I think it's only NJPW who got hit really hard, not only for the from the Rona, but you know like the um. The injuries that they had, they had, you know, this year was absolutely insane. Plus, like, you know, like, uh, the Rona, uh, Rona restricts travel, so like they couldn't get a lot of the international people in the uh in the G one this year. So like, holy hell, like, like they really needed to salvage a lot this year. So yeah, like. I mean, I, you know, I don't mind AEW getting, like, multiple five stars because, like, they're on fire right now. And, yeah. But, uh, you know, speaking of AEW being on fire, this match wasn't, this match wasn't it. Uh, this next one wasn't it. Uh, Pack and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Uh, very random put tag team match. Uh, it's you know you can just see this in WWE to an extent even in NJPW you can see this very random put tag team matches. But um, like the Cody Rhodes Malachi Black feud was uh you know it was already getting stale. Like the fans hated it. Uh, to a point where Malachi Black was actually getting cheered on by everybody, and then you know Cody Rhodes was getting booed out, booed out of the building. Uh, but you know, I guess this is a good like you know, uh, good uh transition to Pack versus Malachi Black. Um, you know, Cody versus Andrade. Like you know, we could see these matches over and over again. So like yeah, like, and I think that's. I can't remember what happened to the Cody Malachi feud, but I believe Malachi beat Cody once again, and then you know, like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what happened. Um, speaking of you know Malachi Black, we gotta get that House of Black going. You know, Malachi usually um uh mentions the House of Black. Uh, that is you know uh, that he does uh in his promos. But, you know, we gotta actually get that House of Black uh, stable going. Like, there's uh, uh, Buddy Matthews. I know uh, Buddy Matthews is an NJPW strong guy. 
but you know, like he can be poached to AEW and you know go to that House of Black thing. Uh, I know Brody King is uh, getting close to that deal for AEW, so we can have him in the House of Black. Like I think Malachi Black, uh, Brody King, and uh, Buddy Matthews. I think that stable would be killer. Uh, you know, uh, I think it's very similar to uh, the dark presence of the House of Torture that, you know, like the one in NJPW, which really revitalized uh, Evil and Yujiro a little bit um, in their careers in NJPW because, like, their Bullet Club run, especially Evil's Bullet Club run, was getting very, very stale. So, yeah, you know, we gotta get that House of Black going. Anyways, uh, you know, as per usual, Cody gets goddamn booed out of the building. <laughs> you know, he gets booed out of the building as per usual. Uh, Cody does the twirl on the ropes, and Andrade, Andrade kind of whips it, but still does it at the very end. I can't remember what the hell I was talking about in this, in this, but you know, like whatever. Uh, Pack blind tags Cody, and then Cody eat still eats the black mass. Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> you know, Cody eats a black mask, because why not? Um, and then, you know, on the outside, meanwhile, like, you know, uh, Jose, which is like, uh, I believe, Andrade El Idolo's uh, manager, trash talks Arn Anderson for some reason. <laughs> and then, you know, Arn Anderson was not having it. You know, he was he was ready to get his hands on Jose. Uh, <laughs> you know, so they uh they chase each other out of the building. Uh, um, yeah, ref screams. You know, uh, Andre, uh, uh, Andre, what the fudge? Okay, Andrade, <laughs> Andrade uh tries to uh use the ropes, and then uh, you know, Andre. The referee sees it, and then you know he screams on Andrade's face, like you know, hand the tr- hand in the rope, hand in the rope, and then two, two. <laughs> that's that's pretty funny from the referee, and then uh, Andrade, uh, I I believe, yeah, it was Andrade. Uh, Andrade hits a figure four to a four fifty for a two count. Uh, Pack hits the poison rana to. Uh, Pack hits up Poison Rana to Andrade and a Black Arrow for the win. After the match, Cash Wheeler and Tully Blanchard attack Cody and Pack, and then sets up an eight-man tag the next week, which is like uh, it does fine. Like you know, like I don't know why they did that angle on uh, that post-match angle after on a pay-per-view that's usually set up on Dynamite. So like yeah, I saw I saw the match. The match wasn't like uh that like very impressive. Like you know, I it's not that it's very impressive. Like it's it's just a okay tag eight man tag at the main event of Dynamite. Uh, so yeah, like uh, crowd wasn't into this match at all. Uh. I think it's partially because, like, they're so fed up of Cody. Like, you know, I'm still waiting for the day Cody Rhodes turns heel in AEW. Like, I think uh, they're 
there was an opportunity when the Young Bucks were, were still not heel to pull it. You know, one against Darby Allen. Uh, he probably could have went heel there uh, at full gear last year. You know, like, we've been craving for Cody Rhodes' heel turn for a full year now, and it hasn't happened. Mostly because, like, you know, the rest of the EVPs in the AEW court are, you know, are heels. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's, like, Cody face run for the past year hasn't worked. Like, after the Brody Lee's matches, like, a Cody as a face hasn't worked a lot, so... Yeah, uh, crowd wasn't into it that much, but yeah, it kind of hurt the match a little bit. But um, you know, like the rest of uh, the matches uh, on you know beforehand, uh, you know uh, the false count anywhere match and then MJF Darby Allen was so good, but that this you know they kind they kind of needed a stinker to like you know like relax the crowd a little bit, and that is it. And also the post-match angle wasn't, uh, uh, wasn't, you know, the crowd wasn't, uh, into it at all. Like, you know, like, you know, that makes the, the post-match beatdown kind of meh as well. So, yeah, nothing worked in this match. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, we got this tag match in the pay-per-view. Uh, you know, instead of the, you know, two 1v1s. Because, eh, yeah. Anyways, holy hell, we're almost at an hour. Uh, anyways, uh, next match: Britt Baker versus Ty Conti for the AEW Women's Championship. Uh, Britt Baker has the Fozzy guitar player player her uh, entrance out to the ring. You know, if you weren't sure, she is winning this match because you know, like, uh, her opponent is Ty Conti. Like, I know Ty Conti has been picking up steam for uh the whole year actually you yeah, know the whole year Ty Conti has been actually pretty dominant with her wins but like I'm not uh convinced that he she's you know in that main event level picture at the moment so yeah um you know I was pretty sure Britt Baker was winning this match uh, Britt Baker was going for the lockjaw multiple times in this match. Uh, you know, whatever whatever move she could, you know, uh, force a lockjaw in, uh, she tries to do it. But, you know, Ty Conti always gets out of it. Uh, always gets out of it, like, multiple times now right, throughout the match. Uh, Britt counters the gotch pile driver to an air raid crash on the apron. Like, good lord, gotch pile driver. <laughs> oh my lord. Okay, like, yeah, anyways, uh, interference by Jamie Heater and Reba. Oh, uh, is it Reba or Reba? I don't know. I, I have no clue. Uh, anyways, Reba was loud. <laughs> you know, like, every time, like, every time I look at the Brick Baker match, and they usually look forward to a lot of her matches. Like Reba is annoying. <laughs> Reba is so loud. It's actually insane. So anyways, uh interference by both Jamie and Reba leads to two curb stomps. And then J uh Britt Baker tries to go for the lock job but couldn't get it. 
Uh, Brit goes for the long jaw again, but Tay tries to counter it with the pin. But, you know, Brit rolls up Tay for the win. Tai Conti, sorry, Tai, not Tay. You know, I'm, u- I'm so used to Tay that, you know, like, you know, I keep forgetting it's Tai Conti. Anyways, you know, Brit rolls up Tai for the win. Match was okay. Like, you know, this uh, this is the two least experienced. Uh, uh, this is the least experienced match. You know, match in terms of experience. Like, you know, this was the least. Uh, but, you know, it was the match was still pretty decent. Like, you know, uh, the result was never in doubt. But, you know, still pretty decent. Uh, next match, uh, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Holy hell. Yeah, no, the the build to this match is actually pretty good, you know. Like, I am glad that you know, like, these two got um, you know, just unfiltered mic from both men, like, because like these two are like two of the best talkers right now in the business, and you know, like, for them to have like an unfiltered mic throughout this build makes this build like. This is probably like the best build, uh, other than the main event. This is probably the best build, uh, in full gear. You know, going through full gear, and that is in that is not surprising to me, considering these two are really really good soccer's. Anyway, CM Punk coming in this match with the freaking short shorts, bruh. Like, uh, I think he hasn't um, you know. It hasn't settled in, you know, with uh, the ring gear that he wants for, you know, for his matches. Like, you know, he has tried uh, the short shorts. He has tried the uh, UFC shorts. He has tried the jeans. He has tried everything. (laughs) Because he doesn't want to do that wrestling trunks again. Uh, So, I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to do that wrestling trunks again. So... You know, CM Punk trying to wrestle in the short shorts is yeah, it's it's okay, but I still like the all-out gear rather than shorts, rather than the short shorts. Um, this match was just a mugging. Um, you know, I don't, I didn't even make notes for this match because you know it was just like a full-on mugging between the two throughout the match. Like you know, these two. Put wrestling aside and just want to punch the hell out of each other. You know, just want to batter the hell out of each other. And like, it only took three minutes, but CM Punk was already busted open. Because, you know, because they were just battering each other like a full-on mugging. But, yeah, like, at one point, uh, CM Punk did the lead up to the five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> he um you know like he did the shot the two shoulder tackles and then you know the the slam and then you know puts the, puts his hand up and then you know Eddie Kingston flips him off. Of course he does. Uh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. Yeah he got booed the hell out of that for that you know that lead up for the five knuckle shuffle. And then you know, <laughs> then the promo after with MJ, it just makes the promo with uh, MJF, like you know, a few weeks after, be so so good because you know he keep MJF keeps referencing, uh, 
John Cena in that <laughs> promo, which is absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, Eddie did the go to sleep ch- uh, taunt on to Punk, and then Punk hits him with the GTS, and then Punk hit one last GTS for the tree count. I obviously love this match. Uh, like I didn't make a lot of notes for this match because I just wanted to watch this full-on, like you know, like full-on shoot fight. Pretty much, it was pretty much a shoot fight between the two. Like it was not a wrestling match. It was just like you know, two people want to kill each other, and I like that. I sometimes you know. Sometimes you gotta have that variety in your wrestling. Um, so yeah, uh, semi main event. You know, we're gonna talk two more matches here. Uh, Inner Circle versus American Top Team. This is the Minneapolis Street Fight. Um, you know, before the match started, they introduced Baron Von Drashke. Um, I don't. I'm I, I modern wrestling fan, so like I don't know people from eighties, you know, eighties or nineties wrestling, you know, like the very very obscure ones. Uh, I believe he's an eighties wrestler, you know, and yeah, I he was uh, the creator of the Claw, the Iron Claw, which is you know like, uh, thank you for that AW, or else I wouldn't know who the hell he was. Because, you know, I'm a modern, you know, I'm only 21. So, like, I probably won't have been seeing, like, a lot of uh, wrestling matches for, you know, for me. Uh, you know, f- uh, the crowd starts chant- chanting, fuck you, Lambert. Uh, I gotta love it. Like, you know, Dan Lambert, you know, if you want, like, a cheap heel pop, you know, like, a guaranteed heel heat. It is Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert is just really, really good at being heel. You know, he's he's really good at being a prick. That's 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 what he does. Um, you know, we get a stare down between Chris Jericho and Junior Dos Santos. Chris Jericho versus Junior Dos Santos in a wrestling ring is a fucking sentence. Uh, it's just like, oh my god, that's just really good. I think. <laughs> That's really good. Oh yeah. Uh. Anyways, uh, you know, Junior Dos Santos, like you know, uh, does a freaking standing moonsault. Of course he does. Like you know, he did do a lot in this match. Uh, like you know, the two UFC fighters that American Top Team had didn't do a lot in this match, but uh, Junior Dos Santos in particular was taking a lot of really really big bumps. And he was doing a lot of really, really cool stuff as well. And, you know, this was the highlight of it. You know, JDS doing a standing moonsault. Which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, uh, I wrote, I don't know, I, I wrote this on my notes. So I don't even know how to describe this part. But, uh, you know, Jericho brought out something. Uh, but it got a pop. It's probably Minneapolis thing. Uh, uh, they start chanting Purple Rain. I don't even know what the hell 
this you know like hi hi yeah <laughs> you know like i guess you know it has to do something with the purple rain you know uh so yeah you know purple rain song i know it's a song so like yeah other than that you know i i am showing my youth right now <laughs> you know i don't even know what the hell purple rain is so yeah uh anyways uh, ethan page gets put inside the trash can his whole upper body gets put in the trash can and then santana ortiz hits him repeatedly with hockey sticks and then you know they put put they both put Eden Page and Scorpio Sky in double submissions, and you know, like Sammy Guevara, <laughs> Sammy grabs a football. He grabs a football and then throws it at Scorpio Sky's face, like absolute direct. Is <laughs> why not? Why? Not? <laughs> I mean, like, like he hits him straight in the face, like for no reason at all like i don't know what the hell he did why he did that like oh, <laughs> that's just so funny like you know he just straight to the face uh anyways jake hager breaks the count with a fucking toaster and then you know like jim ross and tony shabani like you know they flip out seeing this toaster like you know <laughs> You know, like Jim Ross. Jim Ross is like, is that a toaster? And then Tony Schiavone is like, it's a toaster. <laughs> it's a toaster. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> oh man, good lord! Like, you know, this this match is just stupid. Uh, Jericho, you know, also, you know, has a water ski, cause why not? Uh, you know, like. There's so many weird items in this match, uh, rather than the usual kendo sticks and chairs, like a toaster, a pan, a water ski, a stapler, like uh, like a hockey stick or something. Like Jesus Christ, there's so many very very weird stuff. I love it. Uh, Sammy Guevara does a swanton bomb over a high ladder. You know he did. He also did the Jeff Hardy thing. You know the kiss, the kiss to the two fingers. Like you know, like holy hell. Like you know, like. Yeah, that was very, very good touch because, like, you know, like, Jeff Hardy, he likes doing that stuff. Like, you know, he's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, I know he's also crazy in real life, but, you know, like, you know, sometimes he does some crazy, crazy shit in the ring. Um, Ethan Page then starts taunting Hager's wife. And then Baron, you know, Baron Von Raschke was... Next to, you know, Hager's wife and, you know, does the Iron Claw on Ethan Page. And then Ethan Page gets absolutely wrecked by Sammy Guevara. <laughs> you know, like, uh, or, uh, you know, Ortiz asks the security guard to move, you know, uh, to, I know, to use himself, sorry. Uh, Ortiz asks the security guard to use himself as a step tool for... A dive to the crowd onto Ethan Page, you know, like, and that, you know, that basically gets rid of Ortiz and Ethan Page out of the match. And, you know, in, inside the ring, it's only Dan Lambert, which is, you know, standing tall. But, you know, uh, that didn't last long. The Jericho has a stapler 
and then uh, you know clips Dan Lambert with it, you know, and then he looks up, and then he does the Eddie taunt, and then hits the frog splash for the win, <laughs> you know. Before you know, after after screaming to Phoenix like, "What the fuck, dude!" Like Jesus Christ, that is that is that was the finish of my match. This is the finish of my match, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you know, yeah, he does the frog splash for the win, and yeah, yeah, uh, inner circle wins. Uh, you know, that was the end of that feud. Um, this match was stupid fun. I freaking love this match. Like, uh, I I don't know which match I loved more. Uh, was is it this street fight or is the full scout anywhere match from earlier? Like, I don't know. Uh, which one I like more. So. But you know. This match was stupid fun. It was very stupid. It was very good. And yeah. After the match. Tony Schiavone interviews. The newest signee to AEW. Jay Little. Woo. You know. Like. I'm actually very very excited. For Jay Little. To be in AEW. He's probably like the most popular person you know outside of new japan you know because new japan will poach the people there but uh he's probably the only uh like you know very um you know very popular person that never went to wwe like he's probably the only one left and yeah like jay lethal uh you know i was so excited when i saw this and then you know like uh, Jay Little asked, you know, Sammy Guevara for the match because you know Sammy has an open challenge for the TNT title, and Jay Little, you know, accepts this challenge, and they had the match at AW Dynamite, and I saw the match, and I I did uh put up on my notes that I haven't seen the match, but I actually have seen the match, and the match was pretty good, like you know, Jay Little and Sammy Guevara. Like, you know, these two names in the ring, they always very, very good in, in what they do. And yeah, I'm actually very excited for Jay Lethal uh, in AEW. But he hasn't done that much, actually, other than, you know, the Sammy Guevara stuff. You know, he hasn't done that much, but, you know, I don't think he needs to. Because, you know, AEW is pretty stacked to the brim. And speaking of debuts, like, uh, I, you know... In Dynamite or Rampage, or even on pay-per-view, there hasn't been like a very, very lackluster debut from what I can remember. I think the only uh, lackluster debut that happened was uh, Matt Cardona. And, you know, that wasn't really his fault because, you know, he uh, debuted without fans. And um, Sean Spears. And, you know, Sean Spears was pretty... Over on, uh, you know, the Casino Battle Royale. But other than that, he hasn't been that over. Uh, but, you know, like, the debuts that AEW has had this year were absolutely phenomenal. Like, after Full Gear, they have uh, done Jay Lethal. Uh, Hook. Freaking Hook, man. Good lord, he, he was amazing. Like, in his debut match, he was absolutely, he was the talk of that night. You know, even though there was a SmackDown, you know, SmackDown show, the whole Rampage show, even he was the 
talk of the town. Like, he outsold CM Punk for, like, 24 hours. You know, uh, for a good 24 hours, he outsold CM Punk. He was the biggest, you know, he was the biggest draw for, like, you know, in terms of t-shirts and stuff. Like, Hook was amazing. Hook is going to be a star in the future. And, you know, uh, he's, um, you know, he's starting to do the Taz mission, which I like, you know, like, you know, he is basically the... I want him to be the secret weapon, a weapon of AEW. Like you know, like he's he's actually like the biggest draw. Uh, you know, the biggest star that they could make is actually Hook, and he has only had one match, and that is absolutely insane. Hook is amazing, and you know we're gonna see uh next week actually uh you know at the time of recording uh we're gonna see on the next. Uh, on the last dynamite of the year, you know, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly's debut, uh, which is a six-man tag with Wee Dragon and Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy and the Breast Friends, which is going to be a banger. You know, that's going to be a banger, which is absolutely great. Uh, so yeah, like you know, like AW's debuts have been amazing, and I want. To see, you know, Kyle O'Reilly in AEW with the Undisputed Era, and you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about Kyle O'Reilly more, uh, you know, in the NXT War Games episode, which I I think I want to, uh, combine it with the Survivor Series episode, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, anyways, um, uh, yeah, that's I just wanted to, uh, say that because you know, I want I wanted to talk about Hook. Hook is, you know, Hook is just a god right now. And, you know, he's going to have another match at Rampage uh, at the time of this recording. Uh, you know, Christmas Day Rampage. Holy hell, like, you know, like, he's going to have another match. And I would love, I, I love it. I love it. Anyways, uh, last match of the show, the main event of Full Gear is Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page for the AEW World Championship. And then, you know, Page, Adam Page's special entrance is, you know, so, so, so good. Like, you know, like, it's just, you can see, like, you know, he's riding uh, a horse, you know, at the middle of the street in Minneapolis. And then you can see, like, his road to get here from, uh, you know, from, holy hell, like, um, I can't remember where he... I think it was full gear as well. Was it full gear as as well? I no no it was uh it was all out I believe all out twenty nineteen where he lost to Jericho, and he wasn't over, all, at all. He wasn't you know he wasn't over at all in that match, and then you know to now where he's like the most over person, in wrestling, which. You know that turn from you know the past two months is actually actually is actually insane, you know, and you know this special entrance that he got is such star making from AEW, and you know the editors know that too. Uh, he says you know he we love you, Hangman, as well on the on the card that uh that he had on Full Gear, so like. 
yeah, like you know, like they knew they knew it was Hangman's time, and it has it has to be it has to be Hangman's time. But yeah, okay, Kenny Omega comes out, and then there's a sign on the crowd, like you know, like like second row, and then it says, "What would Coda think?" And then he stares. Like he does, he does. <laughs> like, oh my god, I got goosebumps. Like you know, I saw that when I saw when I saw that sign, and then Kenny Omega staring at it. I, I got goops. I got goosebumps. He should, you know, that owner of that sign should be signed to AW. <laughs> he should be signed to DPW. <laughs> <laughs> he should be on DP dub, like you know, like you know, just just holder of signs, holder of everything. <laughs> you know, just you know, just deep, you know, just oh, what a godly sign. I don't know if it's pre-planned by AEW, but good lord, man, that is that was awesome. That was awesome. Anyways, match starts and we get two one counts. And we're gonna be here for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's why that I said in my notes, like you know, like yeah, as soon as we saw two one counts from the start. Yeah, we're gonna be here for a while. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Omega does a springboard liger bomb from the top rope, because uh, you know he's freaking Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is awesome. Uh, Kenny Omega tries to go for the one wing, one winged angel, but Page, Adam Page rolls him up. For a two count, uh, Kenny Omega bit Page on the laceration. Uh, I believe uh, Page got the laceration with from uh, Dynamite, where uh, he got hit in the head with a chair, and then he bleed a lot in that contract signing, I believe. So yeah, uh, you know, he can he bit that laceration, and then Page bites him, his forehead off as well, because you know. That's the babyface thing to do. I don't know how to keep with it. Page takes out the ring post camera to get support for a jumping lariat to a table that didn't break. <laughs> it kind of just, um, you know, like, yeah, he uh, jumping lariat to Kenny Omega and then they lie down and then the table didn't break. It kind of just moved to the, you know, to the side and yeah, ow. <laughs> just ow, uh, you know, they just hit the floor instead of, you know, a, through a table. It's kind of, yeah, <laughs> that is, that, that, I think that would have hurt. And, you know, Omega, Omega wrestled this match hurt, I believe. Like, you know, uh, I, I remember seeing a report where, you know, Ken Omega was doing this with a bad shoulder. Which is absolutely insane because he, he still put up a really, really good match with Hangman. Uh, even with a bad shoulder, which is actually insane. Uh, Page, Adam Page was gonna go for the box shot lariat, but Kenny couldn't stand up. So Page tries to hit him with a V trigger, <laughs> which is actually like you know, like oh, for me, you know, I got you know, I it actually I got an audible gasp, like you know, with you know Page trying to do the V trigger, but Kenny uh tries to counter. Adam Page, but Page elbows and power bombs him for a two count. That is great. Uh, Adam Page goes for the buckshot lariat again, but Adam Page hits the referee. Uh, Kenny tries to hit Hangman with the belt, but Page hits him with a dead eye. And then 
Aubrey Edwards does, you know, the the uh Charles Robinson run from WrestleMania 24. <laughs> you know, like you know that famous run from Charles Robinson. Like the his WrestleMania moment was him running from the back to the to that long ass apron. <laughs> and you know, that long ass ramp, sorry. That long ass ramp and then, you know, 2.999 and then the shock face as well. <laughs> you know, because why not? You know, Aubrey Edwards also does the shock face. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Bucks, you know, after this, uh, the Young Bucks come out. You know, they're limping from the match they had prior. And, you know, Paige and Kenny start hitting anything on each other. You know, just, you know, just clothesline, uh, punch like you know anything that they can uh that they can hit them hit them with aside from you know being a dq uh page counters uh kenny with his own one winged angel for the 2.9999 um i did not expect kenny omega to be the one who kicked out to the one winged angel (laughs) yeah yeah like the one winged angel hasn't been kicked out by anybody other than Kenny Omega at this point, so, like, ah, uh, like, you know, I wished, like, you know, like, he, Paige didn't go for the spot, like, you know, like, it's just, you know, it just, uh, lowers the, you know, intensity of the one, the, the, um, the myth at this point, yeah, I'm calling it the myth of the one wing and angel, like, you know, like, nobody kicks out of the one wing and angel, which is like, oh, man, why uh, like yeah it's just oh <laughs> anyways um page hits a buckshot laureate to the back of the head and it's and Adam page is about to hit another one but looks at mac jackson uh actually he looks at nick jackson first right yeah he looks at nick jackson and then he looks at matt jackson who is uh who's uh standing on ringside and then Matt Matt Jackson gives him the nod of approval of just finish him, like you know, like I think that is such good storytelling. Like you know, the build of uh Young Bucks basically betraying him, man. Right? Like you know, uh you know he didn't you know they didn't want Hangman anymore in the lead, so like you know like that nod of approval, which is you know. Basically saying to end this, you know, to end this run is God's tier. Like, you know, like, it's God's tier storytelling. I love that so much. Uh, anyways, uh, Adam Page, after getting the nod of approval, hitting the Buckshot Lariat, and then wins the AEW World Championship. Hangman winning was definitely the right decision here. Uh, Ken Omega is currently on break because, I mean, he needed that break. He needed he needed that break. He has been wrestling two years straight, no breaks. It's actually insane. Like you know, like his body is wrecked. His his body is now wrecked. Uh, similar to how Okada's body is now wrecked. Like you know, Okada is only thirty three, but I think he's considering retiring because like his body is just aching so bad. Like he had to take uh, breaks here and there. 
So yeah, uh, Kenny is having a well-deserved break. So Hangman winning the title, getting the title from him is abs- absolutely the right decision. Uh, you know, if if you think Hangman should have lost here, then you know you should contact Ghetto, Ghetto, and then you know like uh, ask him about this NJPW booking. You know, interview him for his New Japan booking because like, good lord. You know you're you're a sick person. <laughs> you're a sick person. So yeah. Anyways, um, Hangman winning is the right decision, and honestly, like you know, it led to Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson. But I actually think it would have been you know when uh when I was watching Full Gear at the time, I thought um. Hangman Page versus Miro was the money matchup, but you know, like Hangman Page and Brian Danielson is kind of is was kind of meh. Uh, you know, when I thought of it, it was kind of like, like it's not the right match. But and then, but then they got their match at Winter is Coming, and then you know Brian Danielson having a semi heel turn. Sem- he's pretty much a tweener at this point, but it's kind of semi heel turn, where you know Brian said. He's gonna kick the freaking heads out of the Dark Order, and he almost did. He freaking uh uh had Alan Angels limping. Uh, he kicked the hell out of uh he kicked kicked the toot out of Colt Cabana, uh, and then had a really really good match with John Silver, and before that, you know, sixty minute draw in Winter is Coming, which is like. Oh my lord, that was that was a really really good match. It never really got to like, like that uh you know that intensity like uh, you know, very, very you know last last minutes of the match like you know like uh last minute minutes of the match you know just hitting move after move after move, but it's fine because like I think the flow of the match, flow of that match for sixty minutes was so consistently good. And you know, never really got to that second gear, which is you know, makes me realize that I want this rematch more, right? And like time limit draws this year has been so freaking good. Uh, not all of them because Stardom does it a lot. <laughs> not all of them, but you know, like like some of them have been really really good. It is the year of the time limit draws. It's actually insane. Um, yeah, like, yeah, Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page, Winter is Coming, you gotta see that match. It's not my match of the year, which I'll talk about, uh, this, which I'll talk about, it's probably gonna be the last episode of the po- podcast this year, which is, you know, my best matches, you know, favorite, favorite stuff that has happened, uh, in wrestling this year. But, yeah, uh, overall, like, the show was really good. Um, it wasn't as good as All Out, you know, because I think All Out was my pay-per-view of the year. Uh, you know, this, I don't think they're gonna ever top All Out and Full Gear last year. Especially when they had a lull in the middle with the Cody match and, um, the Britt baker Ty Conti match as well. It was pretty, it was just okay. And then the Lucha Bros FDR was pretty, you know, it's pretty solid. But like, you know, I 
I've seen that match a dozen a dozen of times now. That you know, I think I just think it's okay. Um, but the last three matches that we had was so great in variety. Uh, makes it that you know, like you can trust AEW in doing any match that they can do. As long as it's not Braun Panties match. <laughs> as long as, you know, like, you know, the the weird stipulations that, you know, Attitude Era WWF had for women. Just don't do it. Like, you know, just don't do it. Um, uh, yeah, like, yeah, you can trust AEW in basically any match that they can do. And I like that for promotion. Yeah, um... I'm giving this uh, pay-per-view an 8.25, uh, which is, uh, I believe, lower than Money in the Bank. I believe, uh, I don't know, no, no, Money in the Bank was uh, an 8 of, out of 10 for me. But I did enjoy Money in the Bank better than Full Gear, <laughs> believe it or not. Because, but, you know, like, some, uh, there's some standalone matches that are, like, really stupid fun, which is, I love. But yeah, I'm giving it an 8.25, which is basically the same grade as I gave Crown Jewel. And Crown Jewel was really, really, really good. So yeah, yeah, Full Gear 8.25. And that's going to be it for the episode. Uh, I didn't realize we were exceeding... Uh, one and a half hour now. Like, uh, this is my longest episode to date. I think this is my longest episode to date without breaks. Like, you know, like just continuously. Um, yeah, I guess I had I had a lot of lot of stuff to say about this pay per view. This pay per view, especially AEW. Like AEW has done very very well. Uh, for the like the past month, I just had to get that all out. All out, a. Eh? Um, I just, <laughs> I just need to get, you know, like everything out, like for for AEW because I won't be talking about them until you know, like, uh, favorites. You know, the favorites of wrestling, which is gonna be the last episode of the year. Uh, next episode, I don't know yet. Actually, I don't know if it's gonna be the Christmas Day ep- Christmas. Uh, Christmas games episode for the NBA or um, Survivor Series and possibly NXT War Games but uh, I'm hoping that you know I can compact Survivor Series and NXT War Games to like an hour and a half because like full gear I actually (laughs) I didn't expect it to be like you know this long so I hope that you know I hope that it's not as long as this so um anyways uh for i'm gonna do i'm hoping to do five episodes before the year is done and this is the first one the second one is uh the nba christmas day games the third one is gonna be a survivor series and and, uh nxt war games this is in no particular order by the way so i don't know if it's enough i don't even know if this episode is gonna go first or it's gonna go second then in christmas day games but yeah, no particular order. This episode, Christmas Day games, uh, NXT War Games slash uh, Survivor Series, uh, Valorant Champions, 
I do want to talk about Valorant Champions. I think that's going to be the shortest episode out of all five. And then lastly, I do want to talk about favorites of wrestling. My favorite moments, favorite stuff uh, from wrestling uh, this year because there's been a really, uh, this has been a really, really good year for wrestling. Uh, Not as good as 2019. I think 2019 was still the best year of wrestling that you can ever ask for. But uh, 2021 was pretty good as well. So yeah, I I might uh, add in you know like a couple of stuff and uh, the favorites of wrestling as well. You know, just personal life and stuff. But anyways, uh, I I don't know what I'll say to that yet. But anyways, um, I kind of have to end the episode now. Uh, <laughs> because yeah, we're approaching one minute thirty-seven. I uh, you know one minute thirty yeah one minute thirty-seven this episode. So yeah, this has been the Day Day Podcast, and uh, don't forget to share and f- uh, share this episode to uh, anyone that you know, anyone that you think will love wrestling. Uh, if uh, y- please also follow us on Spotify and on Twitter at Day Day Podcast, and you can search us on Spotify and Anchor. Which is you know titled the Day Day Podcast. Uh, that is D A Y D E A, and yeah, uh, please, uh, please, uh, hopefully follow us at following us on Spotify and on Twitter. It goes uh, goes a long way for me, and yeah. So this has been the Day Day Podcast, and I'll see you all next time. I'm not doing on. You know, I'm not doing day by day anymore because yeah, I don't, I don't want to promise, I don't want to promise anymore that you know it's gonna be Tuesday or Friday. Anyways, uh, bye, bye.